Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast episode 20. We've made it all the way to 20 episodes now. And unfortunately, as many of you guys have read the title, it will be the final episode of the 2017-2018 season. That's right. You guys are finally going to be getting rid of us uh, for the meantime. It's uh, it, it's a bittersweet uh, finale. It, it definitely is, especially since we're going to be talking about America and talking about their exit as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's that time of the season. The players are getting vacation. I'm getting vacation. Dylan's already on vacation, to be honest. He, he's, he, he said, you know what? Forget this. I'm already, he's already coming, coming to us live from Las Vegas. Dylan, uh, want to say hi to the people? Yes, Viva Las Vegas, you know, it's really, really nice here, you know, it's nice to have the family out here because, you know, you're going to more than just a strip, you know, you're actually going to other places too, some secret spots that you don't know about, so the perks of having family here too. All right, so it's episode 20, Dylan was like, you know what, I'm taking my vacation early, he talked to our our HR manager, he already put in his vacation time since episode 2 apparently, I didn't know about this, but uh, he's come, He's already, you know, living it up in Las Vegas on my behalf, uh, my plane to the Bahamas got cancelled, so I guess I'm just gonna be, uh, I'm gonna be straight chilling here and uh, at home so unfortunately for me i will not be you know living the luxury life but I'm, I'm glad to see one of us will dylan yeah man definitely it's it's beautiful out here man not in texas it's like here it's like 80 85 and then in texas already almost hitting triple digits which you know i'm glad to be away for that for a while so it's really nice here i'm enjoying it here Okay, stop bragging to the people, all right? Some of us still got to go to work. Some of us still have, you know, the regular Monday through Friday. But thank you to all of you who have supported us. We're 20 episodes in. We're going to be talking about the Club America uh, fracaso that really was the season. It, it, it looked like we maybe were able to salvage it, but unfortunately the team let us down. And because of that, the, the final result was that, you know, we get knocked out of the semifinal yet again. And uh, we'll talk exactly the first leg that really did us. And then we'll talk a little bit about the second leg as well. Anything you want to add on, Dylan? No, let's unfortunately get this going. All right, let's wrap up the season. Let's wrap up the last episode. And we'll talk to you guys a little bit more about what the future has in store for all of us. So let's talk specifics here. Let's talk. Well, the only game there is to talk about. The game that kind of just did us. The game that we were both really hopeful and I think maybe that's the moral of the story is maybe don't have so much hope in life because then you get distraughted by reality. So America goes into Storion on Thursday night, which I, I will have to apologize to people a, a little bit when, when I get further. Uh, Thursday night, we uh, America goes to Torreon looking for a result. Game starts off pretty decent, I would say, at, at 1-1. We, it's, things were still pretty good. Uh, I think we would have even taken a 2-1 loss. But, unfortunately, the boys weren't able to hold on to anything really plausible for the second leg. Astorion wiped the floor with us, and Santos Laguna came out with a 4-1 victory. Now, I can't really talk much about this because, of course, I actually I missed the game. I, I missed the game, so I, I, I owe a huge apology to the fan because I'm pretty sure they're blaming me. I saw a whole bunch of uh, pictures on Twitter with uh, pics uh, uh, and, you know, fire sticks and all that stuff saying Ivan out because I missed the game. And yet again, we missed uh, an opportunity to win. But uh, Dylan, you watched this closely. What uh, what went wrong? 
I'm telling you, man, it's it's really, really down to the mistakes. And what sucks is the mistakes we made at the beginning of the season, the mistakes that we talked about all season were the same mistakes that we continue to make in this game. And that's what sucks. I mean, the thirty the first thirty minutes of the game lacked something and there was nothing there and no to me it seemed like no midfield really. And that's what really sucks. I mean, um the Cecilia goal changed things after about 30 to 35 minutes whenever Cecilia did score that goal. And then, you know, from then on till half, you know, he, okay, no, we're look, coming back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Look, you can, look, yeah. Look, yeah. Look. And so, and then all of a sudden you have this, the Santos goal, two, two goals from Santos that come from distance, which I don't understand how we're giving up so many shots from distance like that. And um, really, I don't know what much the was doing either. Much just, decided to just be a spectator and just sit there and like watch. I mean, um, whenever you talk about Marcia Seen doing that, you don't expect that from arguably one of the best in Liga Mekis when it comes to the goalkeeper position. And that was the first half right there. And, you know, the second half we had a strong start. Um, you know, Bruno Valdez had a very, very uh, bad mistake, which led to Santos's third goal. And then uh, the substitutions again, man. I, I preached it the whole season. You know, I thought things were going to get – we were looking a little better whenever it came to the to the substitutions and field host tactics, but the substitutions are what killed us again. Uh, we didn't see a substitution until the 75th minute of the game. And you think to yourself, why are we waiting so late in this game, you know? And then the, the opportunities came, the opportunities came, but nothing again, man. We still didn't have our shooting boots whenever it came down to it, whenever we had those opportunities. Um. Oh, overall though, man, if if you go back and look at the stats, man, I mean, I have to say it's pretty, it's pretty, it was pretty even game, but you know the mistakes, what really cost us, and Santos didn't have no mercy for us. Would you would you happen to say that Santos outplayed us, or or maybe it, it was a fact, uh, uh, actually the fact that we let ourselves down? Really, really, it has to be kind of both. Really, I mean, um, Santos, you know, like I said, clin- clinical and and hurting us in the mistakes and everything, you know, they made no mistake about it. Whenever we made a mistake, you know, Santos made us hurt for that. And we really did, as you can see with the scoreline of the first. And then again, too, man, we had our mistakes, you know, um, ourselves were the own downfall. Uh, 11 people didn't play on the pitch like, like it did against Pumas and, and, um, and that, and that first series against Pumas. And so that's what something you didn't see. You didn't see all 11, 11 players play really, you know, even, um, Cecilio, you know, despite him scoring that goal, Cecilio still didn't really seem like he was playing like himself with the team too as well. And so at the end of the day, man, pretty much a little bit of both, really. Because, and look, this, this has been kind of the trending, trending topic for us this whole season. One, our shooting boots. Don't have them on, haven't had them on, and it's a worrying factor. That's why we've been asking for a clinical striker. And two, we kind of get lost in our, in our by our own doing because we get sloppy because we kind of, you know, get a little bit disfocused and it's not really that teams are outplaying us it's the fact that we just don't seem to be 100 percent there all the time it's not like these teams are like you know wiping the floor you would expect a 4-1 result out of Torreon you would have imagined Torreon had that game in the bag from you know the first 45 minutes but you're telling me it's, it was the opposite way and if I'm not mistaken didn't we have a penalty that uh, we missed as well Yes, yes, we did have a penalty that we missed. Uh, I remember, I remember that because I remember them saying that Jeremy Mendes never missed a penalty so far this season, and then he comes Who'd up going straight, straight, straight to the keeper. I mean, the keeper going the right way, and the keeper falling to it. Who jinxed Jeremy Mendes? Was it the one of the narrator people? Uh, I watched it on Facebook Live, so I think it was Nico Cantor. 
Nico, we're coming after you because maybe things would have been different. I, I see you working your magic. Okay. So Torreon, horrible result, horrible way to go out. And but you know, because because I read a lot of things too. Because of course, you know, like I said, I want an apology for not being able to watch that game. But um, uh, you see, you see what people were talking about. You see the fact that obviously no one liked the result. No one liked the fact that you know things were going kind of wrong. It was um, it, it was horrible that you know the team just didn't show up because like you and me both said, we felt really good after the Pumas game. Especially after the second leg, the way we controlled the game, the way we dictated the play, the way we kind of held Pumas at bay, and we taunted them in a sense that here's the ball, here's you can do what you want with it, but when we get it, we know exactly what to do. And we thought that this team was going to be so much different. Turns out, not much of a difference from the Apertura to the Clausura come to the semifinal. Yeah, I mean, you know, going off subject a little bit too, but I mean, you go back and look at look at this season as a whole you know you can look at those eight draws that we had too in the season and you can see the same thing we're, we're saying now exactly yeah it's terrible i mean it, it's it's absolutely terrible and and you know i think i think th- this game showed a lot uh what players have the capability to play for this team and what players just like you know confidence motivation maybe even a general feeling for the club itself because and there's one man we praised we absolutely praised him for his performance against Pumas and was an absolute joke against Santos and that was a Frenchman himself Jeremy Menes yeah man I don't know man it's just it's kind of, it's, it's really hard to defend some of these players now because you know they're at this stage they were at the big a big stage too whenever they had to come up big and just non-existent and against against a team that we literally beat um in the last week of before the Ligia too i mean yeah it wasn't pretty but at the same time you know we we had that momentum we've seen this team play before already and so you know I, you would think you know this team would come out and know what to do when you know you don't see that in the first leg and it's, it's ridiculous the fact that we weren't able to do anything and the fact that some of these players just kind of didn't even show up. Uh, it's ridiculous the fact that Jeremy Men is a player that we've put so much faith after such a great result, after such great showings that he's, you know, been giving us. The fact that he's, you know, giving these kind of performances. And, and you know, I'll take this even further to the second leg against Santos where Pio Herrera takes him out because, let's face it, he was not playing his best game. And the the way he comes back, he gets mad. He throws the bottle. He starts yelling. That's not that's not uh, that's not a proper response from a player who, in a total of what do you want to say, he played maybe what a uh, hundred, what a hundred and what's ninety plus. He went out like what around the sixtieth minute. Yeah, somewhere around there. So for about 150 to 160 minutes for a player that produced nothing, I don't think he has the right to go out of the field and throw the berrinche that he threw. It, it's ridiculous. You know, he's he's a quote unquote one of the leaders on that pitch and he didn't showcase that. He didn't showcase that. And, you know, yeah, everyone has the right to miss a penalty. You know, we're human. We have flaws, whatever. But it's the fact that there was just no response from this player. There was no response from him going forward. You know, he kind of just was sluggish. I, I saw the pictures of him. You know, he just kind of had that like stupid whatever's face, like can't couldn't believe it. Like that's not what I want to see from you, from someone who has Champions League experience, who has European, Italian, French experience. Like this is this is this is this should not be your reaction. You know, for someone who's played at such a high level, he should know exactly that. You know, when it comes down to it, especially in the semifinal, it's perform or perform, or you're gonna get you're gonna get benched. 
Yeah, definitely, man. And it's sucks to see that too, because you know, even when he made his debut, man, you see him start off good. You know, obviously, you see him; he's not one hundred percent. You know, there's still some barriers to his team, but then you know, uh, two weeks, three weeks later, he's already making his first start, and he, he starts off good to the season until he gets that knock, that injury, and then you see him come back, and you see him do the things that he's been doing, and then he doesn't do it again. Like, it's not what you really expect, like you said. And maybe the worrisome thing is that maybe he just starts well and doesn't know how to close things out. Because let's remember, uh, against the Clásico, he was there. Not a lot of people remember, but but Jeremy Menes played against Guadalajara. And and in the few minutes that he had, he didn't really produce much. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, man. It's just... And it's those big games like that, that, I'm, that I'm just yeah. kind of like expecting him, out of everyone, him to come out. Yeah. And no, I mean... I mean um... It sucks just that we couldn't see that against Toronto. Well, maybe it would have been a different story a little bit too if we if we had him for Toronto, but we didn't. But you know, it's these big games. You know that you have yet to see really anybody uh, come out and perform the way you want them to perform in those big games. Yep. So uh, we got here in the group chat Alex, who said, uh, who's asking us a question: If we think if America would have beaten, if America would have beaten Tigres, if Tigres had advanced instead of Santos, especially I bring this up now because we're talking about how this team is performing. If the same team that played Santos played against Tigres, I think the, the result would have been the same. I don't think yeah. we would have advanced. Yeah, not the way we were playing. Man. Not the way we were playing. Not the way we... Because let's face it, we were our own downfall. It's not that this Santos played so much better. It's not that this Santos you know, just played miles ahead of us. No, it's just we made careless, stupid mistakes. We were very... Uh, we were very careless, you know. We we weren't smart in the head, and, and especially in the second leg, when all we needed was one more goal, and we'll get to that soon enough. But the fact that we just couldn't keep a composure, and throughout these 180 minutes, it that's the most worrisome part. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just that that's just how it comes down to. But at the same time, man, it comes down to 11 players on the pitch playing with each other as 11 people and you know they can't even do that like we can't even pull pull the strings together yep it's worrisome because you know players who you would expect to be there and kind of handle it weren't there Matias Uribe terrible Guido Rodriguez not the same Guido it's horrible mm-hmm. I mean you see Bruno Valdez have one half good in the second leg afterwards things just kind of disappeared and in the first le- in the first leg it was ridiculous the mistakes he made Paul Aguilar again just you know he was a little bit more tactically you know sound in in the second leg but I mean you know just, he just was kind of all over the place I mean you know Ray Peralta not you know nothing to say about that because really there was nothing he produced nothing at all you know we already mentioned Jeremy Menes Cecil Dominguez another player that we need to talk about who just has not performed in big games like this, you know, in games where you want your number 10 to kind of be the bright spot. He, he didn't do enough. Yes. He won a, yes, he, he scored the penalty and yes, he scored the goal against in, in Torreon, but you know, in, in positions that you'd expect the player to score in, you know, it's, it's not that he created these opportunities himself. It's not like he took one, two players on and then kind of made things happen. We've seen Cecilio do this before. It's just the fact that he hasn't produced it in these final critical moments that make you worry because throughout these whole 90 minutes that I saw and the Azteca, he was lost. He was completely gone. Yeah, man. I mean, 
I don't, I don't even know what to say, man, because that, that's, that's really how bad I see it. And, you know, to be honest, you know, it just really sucks to see these players that um, perform that way whenever you see the team perform. You see the, you see the potential this team has, but they just don't want to tap that tap into that potential. That's true. That's true. And, and another we got an, another great question by Javier Hernandez here um, saying, do you, do you guys think there's a leader on the pitch in terms of morale? And I think this is a great question because it, it, it leads up to what we're saying about these players not being there. You know, it, even our own captain, who who you imagined would be the answer to this question because he was for such a long time this kind of leader, whether it was on and off the pitch, especially when it came to morale. You you know, you saw this guy kind of just go up to the player and be like, come on, keep your head up. You know, there's still there's still more time. Let's keep it going. Um, And it wasn't, it wasn't the case this time. You know, there was even times where other players had to go up to Peralta and kind of say that, you know, it, it's ridiculous. There's no, I don't think we have a leader at this point. I don't mm-hmm. think we have a leader. The closest maybe we have is Marchesin, but he, you know, as a goalkeeper, goalkeepers are, are, are good, are good leaders, but they're not, they don't make for the great best captains because the captain should be mobile enough to be all around the pitch. Cause you know, you need to go sometimes, you know, argue with the ref, go talk to your players, this and that. So as a goalkeeper, maybe that's not the best, uh, you know, kind of task, um, but I think leader wise on the pitch, I don't really see one right now. No, I, I definitely don't see one either. You know, um, even whenever we talked about, um, Oribe, whether he should be benched or not, you know, should we start Henry over Oribe? You know, obviously, you know, Oribe wasn't gonna get benched because obviously he's like captain, but after Oribe, I mean, I don't see nobody else, despite you know, uh, Bob being our co captain. Uh, I don't see nobody really. There's, there's nobody there on the pitch that can lead us to lead, lead the team on the pitch either. And that's very worrisome because you need a leader out there, especially in moments like this, in moments where all you really need is someone to kind of just cheer on, give you hope, give you momentum, carry you forward. It's very unfortunate the fact that we don't have that player on the pitch, you know? And it was, I mean, I was saying, man, like it was right there. It was, it was right there. We scored those two goals, man. We scored those two goals before half, like we talked about that we needed um, outside, outside the pod. And, you know, n- I mean, like we'll probably get to the second leg, the second um, leg in a minute. But I mean, that's 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 what we're missing, man. You score those two goals, and then this just it just goes downhill from there, and like nobody's there to keep the team going. Yep, it was a tough, it was a tough, tough game uh, for both both legs, especially I would imagine after the first leg, maybe you know that's when that's that's really what did us. Let's be honest. It, as much as we want to talk about the second leg, the first leg was very crucial, very critical. The fact that you couldn't walk away with even just a two one defeat. I mean that says a lot. Then then you had your opportunities, you had chances, your shooting boots just weren't there. You look in the mirror and you have to blame yourself at this stage, you know. And right now we're putting a lot of pressure on the players as we should, but Piojo deserves a whole bunch of this criticism as well, you know. I know he's trending right now with hashtag Piojo Fuera, you know. I I I don't think that's the answer. I don't think we should get rid of him, and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit afterwards when we kind of wrap everything up. Um. But uh, he he has a, he has a lot of responsibility in this in in these two legs as well. You said it yourself. The the substitutions just weren't there. You know he was very hesitant. Uh, you know he's kind of that morale for the players, but it just it, it looked like maybe that wasn't even enough at that stage. So it's uh it's unfortunate that you know even our own coach couldn't kind of you know get things going out. Of, you know there was no plan B. I would imagine for him. You know think he saw things going sideways and he just said. I have faith in my team. Let's see if they can write it out. And we didn't. 
and you know that falls on him too because at one point he should have uh he he should have realized he's getting out coached so let's switch things up let's 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 even defend let's even park the bus at two two one heck three one park the bus say things aren't working for us okay we'll just hold this we'll hold this we'll try to get you on account if we can okay but we will take at least the three one at most you know the three one excuse me at most the three one and at least a two one results but I mean, he wasn't even smart enough to be able to walk away with that. I mean, that 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 ponders a bit of questioning as well. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. I mean, you know, um, we talked about it too, man. Um, it doesn't need to be the players that need to adapt to what's on the pitch too and what's going against the other team. But it also needs to be Piojo too. Piojo needs to see what's on the field. Piojo can basically almost like see the whole field, so he should be able to see that too as well and tell the players what to do and how to adapt to that too as well. But we don't really see Piojo do that a lot too, and we saw that toward the end too. Whenever we'd always talk about how we would always play through Nazi Iwata, you know, that just seems like what Bill Hood do. You know, we lack the creativity, but, you know, just he he doesn't adapt himself, too, as well, to the playing style of the other team and what, what needs to change in the team, too, as well. Yep. We'll definitely talk about players that uh, that that we think need to leave that, that probably should be on their way out. I know a couple people already uh, writing and typing in their suggestions. I see shout-out to AJ, who... Uh, Who's telling us Uribe Paul William Arce Diaz out ASAP? We'll, we'll discuss a little bit that further in the pod, and we'll definitely talk about exactly what's going on with the team and the players. Uh, but let's let's focus more on a little bit about this second leg because at that point, you know, the first leg it finishes. It's four one. It's a bitter result. You, you know, you you kind of walk away with it. You you, you try to do your best to kind of cope with it. But I I don't get the sense that this team fully had the belief that they could come out and win. I think that they believed that they could do a good game, which granted the first 45 minutes were a good game. But after that, I don't know if they had it in them to go on and push forward um, and, and really showcased after, after the first 45 minutes, uh, it was going to be tough. We were asking for a miracle for an Asanya and as good fans, as hopeful fans, we believed in this team. This team even brought out a whole bunch of propaganda saying that they were going to come back, that they were going to die on the pitch. I specifically heard quotes from players, managers, members that they were going to go out there on the pitch and leave everything, that there was going to be nothing that they could have done more, that they were going to leave everything on that pitch. And let me tell you one thing. They lied to us. Not one player played out of their shirts that day. Not one single player gave 120% of what they have and what they were capable of. The most, at most, we probably got 80%. And that was at most. This team lied to us. This team did not play to the to the standards that they even set for themselves because this is not what we said. Yes, we set the standards very high, but they had ex- they had exceeded that standard and said, we are going to come out. We are going to give you guys the remontada that you guys want. And afterwards, we are then going to go on to the final. And that gave you hope. That gave you the illusion that the team was definitely 100% there. And for the first 30 minutes, it looked like it was all there. You know what happened afterwards? They completely, they completely fell apart. Player and manager. They had no idea how to cope with just one goal. This is all we needed. One goal. Out of the next 60 minutes that we had, all we needed was one goal. And then, boom, you could have parked the bus as much as you want. You could have held back as much as you want. You could play the ugliest, the dirtiest game after that point. But it was one goal. 
and we weren't able to do that. So the team lied to us. They not not only just lied to themselves, they lied to us, which is the worst part because they gave you this this false solution, and you go in Sunday thinking that it's going to be the best game you've ever seen. And to be honest, for the first 30 minutes, you believed it. You believed that propaganda. You believed every single thing they fed to you prior to that match. And afterwards, to walk out with such a terrible result, with such terrible performances, there was not one player on that pitch that said, well, you know what? At least at least this guy gave it his all. You know? No one out there. No one out there. And I think that's the worst part. That, you know, all these players come out and they say, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Oriol Peralta himself, our own captain, said, you know, don't give up faith. You know, have hope. We're going to give it our all. We're going to die on that pitch. Oriol Peralta did, was walking at points. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean... So I, you know, it, especially being fed all that we got like that, it it was just so. It wasn't just heartbreaking, but it it it, it was just it, it built up a lot of anger too because you knew it was there, and we'll talk about exactly what went wrong. But I mean, wh- how did how did you feel? How did you take upon upon the the end result? No, I mean, what's that, man? I mean, obviously too, though. You know, I mean, I couldn't really show that frustration. I couldn't really show that because I'm I'm here with my family too. You know. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, it just it just sucks to see this team. I mean, like, I've, like we said time and time before, you've seen this potential of this team. You've seen how this team can play. But not go out there and give it your all. I mean, that's what you're getting paid to do for, man. I mean, you're playing a game that you love to do, that you've been playing since you are a kid. And, you know, you're at this point in, in the stage in your life, too, where you're living that dream. And for you just not to show up and show out, I mean, really worrisome, man. You know, the line has only got 20 minutes, but I think – if I had to pick someone, it's probably Diego Linus. He kept running, running at defense. Even at that, even when Santos scored that second goal, he picks up the ball as soon as they score on us, and he runs and runs at defenders. That he gets a foul. That's that's what I want to see. That's what I want. I want someone that can not do everything, but has the courage enough to go and run at defenders and get kicked because he got kicked plenty of times within those twenty minutes. But the kid kept coming up and he kept asking for that ball. He kept screaming at people, "Give me the ball! Give me the ball!" That's what I wanted to see. No one, no one on that pitch else did that. You know, I would have expected Henry Martin to do better. He didn't. You know, Renato Ibarra, he was good, but was he his best? I don't know. Cecilio Dominguez again was just quiet the whole night. You know, even after scoring, a, even after scoring a penalty, you know, he had a couple of chances to to go out and, and really do things. So it 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 was just frustrating on that end. So I mean, you know, we. We, we we also will check this down to tactics because um I think Piojo got it right for the first thirty minutes and after that he he should have he, he should have switched things around but he didn't. Yeah, it, it almost it almost feels like, you know, that that, you know, going back, you know, out coach, you know, I feel like Santos adapted to what we were doing compared to uh us adapting to them, you know, because obviously, you know, you see the lineup and you know, it's a whole different lineup. It's not really really necessarily what you expect to going out all attack, you know, she was starting um, Henry too, next to Oriva too. And something I didn't expect. Yeah. I did not expect to see a back three, to be honest. I, I, I really thought we were going to go with the back four, but we were just going to be very aggressive. As soon as we see, we get a back three, I'm a little hesitant, but I see that we were going at it. We're going at it and things are going good for the first 30 minutes. And I'm like, okay, it was a good call. It was the right call. You know, let's just kind of keep going with it. And, I think it was just you saw the team just kind of ran out of gas at some point. I think, and that's the worst part. I you know they had it all there. It was just like we said, one goal, 
one goal. That's all we needed. And the team let themselves down, let us down in that sense. And because of that, look what happens. You know, we're not mm-hmm. we're not going to no final. And it's it's a very unfortunate. It's extremely unfortunate that the team wasn't able to cope with 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 just the inertia of the game. You know, because they let down the rhythm. I I know it's tough. It's tough just to run at full speed and pressure and do all that stuff for 45 minutes. It's tough. It's going to be exhausting. But guess what? You put yourself in that position. You knew that was going to be your end game. And all you needed was 15 more minutes. And I promise you in those 15 more minutes, if we would have kept pressing, if we would have kept putting Santos against the wall, because we gave Santos no opportunity to play. We gave him no kind of real, we gave him space to run into, but we were very anticipating whenever the ball came through, you know, our defenders kind of just ran at it, got the ball. Even if they weren't going to get them, they always got the foul. They were smart enough to make sure that Santos did not go through any way possible. The fact that after the 30 minute mark, you see, okay, well, all we need is one goal. So let's kind of relax now. No, there was no need to relax at that point. I know a lot of people would have said, let's relax. I'll take it easy. Now we need it's just one goal. No, you have the inertia. You have the game rhythm going at you. You know, you have the momentum. Use it. Use it to the full extent. After those 45 minutes, then you could have rested. You could have done things, but not after 30. You have 15 more minutes pushed through. This is what you've been training for. This is, this is You knew this is what you, your end game was going to be. So the fact that they let up at the 30-minute mark, that was what it did us. Because then we let Santos have the ball. We let Santos move. We let Santos play their game. And as soon as we did that, they were always going to catch us because we had one man le- We had one man less in the defense, and all they needed to do was play one good ball, and they did. Man, I mean, he just took all the words out of my mouth, man. Like, I don't even know how to top all that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But it's true. It's true. Yeah, and I know yeah, I'm the yeah. person that's, that's, that's thinking that too. So, I mean – you know, it's I, I, at the end of the day, this was the episode that we were going to rant because our team let us down. Our team extremely let us down at this point. And I know everyone here is feeling the same as well. Um, but I mean, you know, what I what were your thoughts? I mean, you see 2-1 at the end of the half. What you know, are you, are you thinking we got this? We can do this. What do you what do you what was going through your head? Yeah, when I see 2-1, I still think we got this because I'm thinking, you know, we scored two goals, you know, in, in those 30 minutes, and we can go out and score another two goals, you know, because that's all we needed in the end. But, you know, the team didn't go out and do that. The team just, you know, I don't even know what the team did. I don't even know if you if you would call that, you know, team play. I don't even know. It was even a team on the field, as a matter of fact, is that. But, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, I see the 2-1 down. I was like, okay, we can go out and go get that result because we've already seen two goals scored. But, you know, the team failed to do that, too. Yeah. Yeah. So you go two one at the half. You know that now you need two more goals. You're kinda in the same boat as you were coming into the game. But now it's just two goals. You know you got forty five minutes. You did it in the first forty five. Why not in the second half? I expected this team to come out and straight off pressure, take chance after chance. Don't let Santos breathe. Don't let them get on the ball. You know, dictate the play as much as possible. But None of that ever happened. None of that happened at all. We looked so sluggish. We looked like there was no intention, no heart, nothing. That's why I got so mad that people said that they said that they were going to go out and they were going to die on the pitch, that they were going to give it their all. The last sweat of their body was going to, you know, be played that game. But there wasn't. There was so much sluggish. There was so much inconsistency. There was just players that just did not look happy, didn't look like they even want to be there. It, it was ridiculous. I think even some maybe were thinking, yeah, you know, 
if we lose, it's not the end of the world. We got to the semifinals, you know, that's pretty decent. And, you know, start talking about vacation, but it was not that time. It, I just, I did not see a starting 11 come the second half that really wanted it. There was, they, they just, it did not look like they wanted to go and play a final. They were just okay. Yeah, man. I mean, just, I don't know, man. It's just, it, it is at the end of the day, man, too. It is, it is what it is. You know, this team doesn't want to go out and play and, and give us a full 90 minutes. Then, you know, obviously we need to look for other options too, as well. I mean, because obviously this team, the team's not living up to his potential. And, you know, there's some things that need to be fixed. You know, there are some things, there's some positions that need to be addressed too, as well, which I'm pretty sure we'll talk about that here in a second. But, you know, I mean, so something's got to, something's got to give it, man. Somebody's got to, come in this team and fire fire them up man the whole for the whole 90 minutes just can't just be for the first 30 like it was yeah i mean what more can we say there was just no no real heart and i think that's what and i know a lot of people will say well you know they're just professionals they're not supposed to feel anything for the jersey blah blah blah, blah. like i get that you know a profession is a profession i get that but you know if if you want to be good at something i would imagine you'd want to put everything in it and i would imagine a little bit of heart goes into it you know and yeah. the fact that there was just no real determination there was no hunger there's no willpower from anyone on the pitch that it was just so devastating to watch you knew santos was going to score another one before we even scored because they had hit the post what twice already yeah i think i think about they, twice they, yeah. they had hit the post twice you know and it was like and 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 you kind of had the sense like no luck is on our side we can still do this blah blah blah, but every time every single time America tried to go up that pitch nothing worked through. Guido could not hold on to a ball or give a good pass. Mateus Uribe could not hold on to the ball or give a good pass. No one on the wing besides Renato Ibarra was actually doing their job. Cecil Dominguez was lost that second half. Excuse me, he should have been gone way before Jeremy Menez, but he stayed on the pitch. Henry Martin, I think, should have stayed on the pitch, but he did not. He he had to go. Oriol Peralta, again, another one of those players that, what more can you say, but had a horrible, horrible season. I think I think this game just sums our whole year up, really. It really yeah. does. It, 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 no, it doesn't. Let me explain as to why it perfectly does, because at 2-0, your expectations are high. You're you're off the roof. You're happy as you can be. You know you're just at touching distance from glory. Then they score a goal on you. Okay, you get dropped a little bit more down, but you know it's still there. It's still it's still it just all relies on you. You have to have belief, and you know you can do it. But then you start slowly laying yourself down. They score that second one, and boom, season's over just like that. And that was America for the whole 2017-2018 season. They, they started off good. They were just great. You knew that this team had potential to do great things, both Apertura and Clausura. Then, towards the middle, they start fading away, but, you know, they still have the potential to go there and do what they have to do. Boom. At the, end of the, at the closing end of the season, just horrible, terrible. Season's gone after that. I mean, just... Yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all right there, basically. I mean... We can go back and look at those eight draws too, if we wanted to, and and say a lot of things about those eight draws that we had. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of it, a lot of things we could pick about that this team could have done better, should have done better, and could have done better. But at the end of the day, you know, it is what it is, and the fact that we were terrible because we let ourselves be terrible. 
It wasn't because the other team made us look horrible. It's because we played horrible. And at the end of the day, you need to realize that. So, that was 180 minutes are done. Santos qualified. Congratulations to you and your fan base. You guys deserve it. It, it They showcase that you don't need much talent. You All you really need is a lot of hard work, a lot of determination, and a group of players that know what they're playing for and who they're playing for. And unfortunately, okay. that's not what we have. None of that. We have the talent. We have the players, but we don't have the cohesion. We don't have kind of the structure. We we don't have what it what, what it took to go out there and, and beat Santos and, and, you know, crown ourselves champions. Because let's face it, do you think we would have done better against Toluca? Maybe. But in all honesty, would have we? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, being real honest, I mean, I mean, nobody probably wants to hear that. But I mean, all honesty, I mean, really, I mean, think about it. The way the team plays, I mean. And at this point, it's, it's, we, you know, people may say it's harsh, but at, at this point, you need to be harsh. You need to reflect on everything that happened within this year. And there's no way to sugarcoat things, especially to the players. It's, you let yourselves down, you left the fans down. You need to do better. You need to, or you know, guess what? You're no longer gonna have, you know, a job at the club. You know, that goes for not only the, the players, but for the manager as well, and for you know their staff. You know, it, it's you're a family, you're a cycle, you're you you know, you're you're a team. You win as a team, you lose it as a team. So, you know, kind of get 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 your things lined up for next season and you know, hopefully they can come out and, and, and really showcase the team that we know this team can be, because it's out there. Just need maybe one or two pieces to kind of put everything together. Yeah, and a leader, a, a, a leader too that will bring this team up and tell yeah. this team that, that, uh, that they have the potential, they could do this. You know, I mean, you don't, you didn't see nobody from, you didn't see that from nobody in the in the Apertura and the Clausura. You could see maybe Diego Linus take yeah, on maybe. that role mm-hmm. later in his career, maybe. Who knows? Maybe even next season. I mean, because there was that point point in time where he was telling Oriol Peralta what to do. Yeah, you know? there, yeah, there really was. I mean, but no, I mean, he'll be eighteen in the summer too. I mean, no telling if he could possibly leave either. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that right now when we talk a little bit of transfer rumor mill. Um, but really, that is uh, that's the end of that. Uh, I think we were all upset. We were all mad. I think. It was just, I, I think I just texted one message to our group and I was like, well, that's that, boys. And kind of just kind of maybe try to ignore the fact that we had lost. But, uh, you know, after you sit back and you reflect it, I don't think we deserved it. We didn't earn it. Um, there was at point stages in the season when I think we could have, but we'll see what what uh, what happens next season. But, you know. I think I think I even tweeted this out uh, when it, uh, through the Eagle Eye podcast account. Uh, at the end of the day, there's only really one word that uh, describes that kind of just sums up the whole season, and uh, that is failure. Mm-hmm. The season was a failure. It was an absolute fracaso. It was the you have to call it as it is a horrible, terrible season. Not the worst season we've ever had, of course, but you look back and this team is, uh, you know, has high expectations. The fan base expect highly uh, big things from this club. And especially with all the momentum that was, and the money that was spent, you would have imagined at least, at least one out of the three, out of the four trophies that you could have won this season, you would have expected America to walk away with one, but 
They didn't even walk away with anything. And we get knocked out in the semifinals. Again, it's it's terrible. Did we get knocked out in the semifinals against Mont uh in Monterrey against uh in the Copa Mekis? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. So semifinals, that's that's as good as we can go in every competition. Apertura, Copa MX, Coca Champions, and Clausura. So I mean, one more. What more can we say? It was a, it was a total disaster. I'm not saying it's the worst season. I'm not saying that, you know, we need to fire everyone. There are some players that need to go. There are some people that are going to be under a microscope. That is going to – Pio Jorero is going to be one of those people. But I don't think it's it's time that we throw everything out the window. There's things that work, and there's things that maybe just need a bit of tweaking. Uh, but overall, the season was a poor one. It's, it's you know, whenever you don't win anything in America, it's always going to be considered a fracaso. Obviously, it wasn't like you know when La Volpe didn't even qualify us to the to the Liga, um, but it's it it still hurts just as much because you know this team had potential and and they could have gone so much further. Yeah, it really could have managed. Just I don't know why this team just didn't want to unlock that potential. Yep, a lot of players let let us down. If we go down the list, Silvio Romero, Darwin Quintero, um, you know, a couple of players like. Arce, who we thought was actually going to feature a little bit more whenever he was on there, didn't really look his best. Uh, Willem da Silva, who at times looked well, but for the most part, maybe shouldn't be in America jersey anymore. You know, which he's not after the season. Uh, well, I mean, is he because I mean, Natural Ambrice isn't there anymore. Oh, that is true. I forgot. So about I don't that. know if that deal w- with him going to Nakaxa kind of blew up, but uh, I mean, we'll get more about that later. So it ends right there, ladies and gentlemen. We walk out with a defeat against Santos Laguna. And like we said, to wrap it up the season, it was a total and utter failure. And now we got to we gotta rebuild a couple of things here and there. We got to restructure our group. And after that, you know, have the have the ambition to go forward and, and keep pushing. So, yeah, yeah. Find a leader. Yeah, we'll find a leader for sure. We will. We will. Any other any other comments on the end of the season? I wish it didn't end. <laughs> I yeah. wish it didn't end. <laughs> yeah, but, we wish so too because then this wouldn't be the last podcast. Yeah, really, really, really wouldn't. But you know, it is what it is too. It's, it's the end of the day. So it's the end of the season for the for Club America 2017-2018. Wasn't the best, but uh, we have hopes for next season, and that does unfortunately mean that it's the end of the uh, eagle eye podcast as well we'll uh we'll be taking our vacation we'll be a little bit mia for a while but uh we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more later on in this show it's it's uh i don't know it's 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 a bittersweet uh goodbye because we would have expected to be talking one more time about uh, another american game especially coming into the final yeah i, I was really hoping for that but like we said, guys, it is what it is. I mean, it's over. I mean, what more can you do? Yep. The soccer roller coaster gets you every single time. So, uh, really, I mean, I guess that's all we can say. I mean, to really wrap it up, it, it, this team could have done much better. You know, there was points in time where we actually believed in this kind of fairy tale. But um, I think at the end of the day, the true colors came out, especially in those semifinals against every team, really. So we let Damn ourselves you. down. Damn you, Roma. Damn you, Roma. And it was, <laughs> uh, I don't know. 
well, it was it is what it is now, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All righty. So as it is the end of the season, let's talk a little bit about departures, about people we want to see gone and about people that we potentially want to see come in for the summer transfer window, which opens, I believe, in July. So mm-hmm. a lot to, a lot to talk about, a lot of speculations. And uh, well, I'll, I'll throw it to you first. Give me uh, give me three to four names of players that you will no longer want to see in an America jersey. Three to four, you said? Yeah. Um, William the Silva. Let's see. You know, I'm going to go on a stretch here. Foggy uh, Lad. That's going to be very hard to replace, though, because we don't really have another right back unless we put Eds in there for yeah. some reason. Um, let's see. I'm trying to, trying to think. I guess you could say really, what do you have for that, maybe? You know, I really don't see him leaving, but, you know, that's somebody that I really want to see uh, we get up, get rid of, you know, with the past few seasons he's had. You know, I think it's time to part ways, part ways with him. Okay. Okay. So I'll I'll go with yours, too. I'll go Oriya Peralta, Paolo Aguilar. As hard as that is to say, Paolo Aguilar, yes, Paolo Aguilar. Uh, Will da Silva. I'll also probably, I know this is going to be crazy. It's gonna be really, really crazy. But Cecilio Dominguez and Guero Diaz. Guero Diaz. <laughs> and here's why: I know Guero is a good player. Don't get me wrong. I know there's there's people who really rate him. Our good friend Alan from uh, La Raza Americanista rates him very well as well. Um, but he just reminds me so much of uh, of one Martin Suñiga and two uh, Daniel Marquez. For those I don't know if you remember. No, you probably don't remember Daniel Marquez. Uh, is before you you started following the team, but it's just these these young players that have potential. Unfortunately, they don't get as much game time, but when they do, they kind of don't take it to the full advantage. You know, they, not like Raúl Jiménez. When Raúl Jiménez came in, boy, did he use every single minute that he had on the pitch, kind of like Diego Linus does. Um, you know, so I I think his time is up. We've gave him time. He hasn't used it. You know, he scored a couple of goals here and there, but. Really, you got to look against what oppositions. And really, I think he's just taking up a spot for maybe another good young striker to come up from the from the reserves. So I think, you know, and a lot of people may not want to see him go, but I think it's time that we part ways with him and, and give another youngster his his shot at the at, at the striker position. Now, just just quick question. Do you, do you think, you know, obviously, you know, like you said, he didn't really take advantage of his minutes. Do you think the downfall too, because – would be uh, the way the team plays a little bit too as well. The players that are around them too, probably to, um, to, the, to an extent maybe. Yes, but I think at that point you need to adapt to your team instead of the team adapted to you, especially if you're a youngster trying to fit in and trying to get your chance. You know, I think he just didn't adapt his game correctly at times, yes. But, you know, for the most part, you, you know, my, and uh, my dad and my uncle were kind of just joking around on Sunday when they were talking, you know, about Guero, El, El Guero Diaz that – you see him come in, but you don't really see much of him until the end of the until the end of the game, where he's interchanging shirts with another player. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's just it maybe a little harsh, but it's true. You you, you know yeah. you want to see more from this kid because he's shown he has very bright potential, very good future. He's played with the Mexican national team at a youth level, you know. So he he obviously has something there that people see, but. He just hasn't been able to showcase it. Let's face it. He's going up. The, you know, he's no longer a 19-year-old that's, you know, playing. He's, he's you know, he's reaching his 20s. And I think at this point, just, you know, I, I'm pretty sure another club would be happy to take him. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so, man. I mean, if he didn't dab, like you said, you know, it's, it's a time to move on from him too as well. And um, I feel like he could do some good at another club too where he can, you know, adapt to that too as well. Because, you know, obviously, you know, like like we said, he hadn't adapt. You know, he's got to learn how to adapt and he hadn't done that. Yeah. He'd, be, he'd make a great striker for some other team. I know he would. But unfortunately, just not for us. And but you know it's it's not his fault. It's you know some people make it, some people don't. It's as simple as that. You know the way the cookie cookie the cookie crumbles in life. That's uh, that's true. So let's uh, let's see what people have to say uh, on the group chat. Let's see. Uh, they have said Javier Hernandez has said his list for departures: Carlos Vargas, Guero Diaz, Willanda Silva, and maybe just maybe Oriol Peralta. Funny, uh, Carlos Vargas. What uh, what do you take of him? Do you think I I don't know if I would let him go? No, no, I wouldn't. You know, I mean, if you look at the overall this season, he he did he did I guess you could say good to an extent at playing the at being at left back. You know, yes, but he was I, fairly okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like it wasn't necessarily bad, but it wasn't necessarily good. And you know, he had his games, but you know, I mean, I I'd much rather see him. You know. At the center back, you know, because obviously yeah. that's way more comfortable, you know. But I mean, I mean, to an extent, he did, he did good at the left back, you know. I, re- I really want to see Carlos Vargas go yet. Yeah, because I think not only is he uh, he's a great option coming off the bench for a center back or a left back position, uh, but when it's time to do maybe those heavy rotational games, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, you could see you can easily see him fitting sliding into that center back position, and with for example Aguilera or Bruno or Edson, you. You're okay with it because he showcased that he can hold down that position pretty well. Yeah, somebody somebody said in the in the group, how about Renato Ibarra? Little drink, I believe. Drink, Little yes. drink. How about Renato Ibarra? Look, um, for me, that's a no. Yeah, for me, that is a no. There is no other right midfielder on our team that can fulfill his spot. The only reason I said Cecilio Dominguez was because I'd much rather see Diego Linus start in that left side. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, I've, I've, and you know, you, you still don't get that consistency from Cecilio Dominguez still, mm-hmm. which which really sucks because you know how you know how he can play, and so you know, I mean, I'm I'm kind of iffy about Cecilio, but de- a definite no to me, not the about it even. Yeah, because I think he, I think Renato Barra has been consistent. I think whenever he does get the ball, he's very good at, at, at he's just so good at keeping that ball on his feet. Whenever, even when he's running as fast as possible, it's ridiculous. Like if you just sit and and look at Renato Barra, it's it's ridiculous the way he can can control a ball. So I, I think Renato just absolutely is 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 a very golden player for us. So um, I think he needs to stay. I, I I do feel though that we need maybe uh maybe another right mid to go there. Um, I know Matas Uribez can play there, but you know you would imagine him playing in the midfield with Guido instead. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm, I mean, that's that's just one of the few points that we know that we need to address too, along with this team. Yeah, probably, probably the right, right mid position. Yeah, there's there's a couple of places that we need to address. We won't go diving in because I think that that should be for next season. We'll, we'll dive in what we feel the team needs to improve on, what positions and stuff like that. Right now, we're just kind of throwing out names. Um, but I mean. That's uh you know let's let's kind of focus uh he uh go back to a little bit of the group chat he said uh Carlos our our, our girlfriend <laughs> Carlos Serna said bring back Churpies. 
Oh man, no. Let's uh let's let, let's not bring him back. He was he's a striker that uh that America had. Um Carlos, who who where do you, where do you end up going? G- give us give us the follow up on 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 him. Where where did he end up going? Uh but back to uh little uh little drink. He said uh but Ibarguen is a left wing too hard line it too wait what? I can't even read. Do you want to take this one? I don't. Well, he said specifically, but Ibarguen is left winger. Two is hard line is or Ibarguen, but I think he's trying to compare. Should we have line is or Ibarguen? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was I was a little confused right there. I thought maybe yeah, yeah, because we, we we talked about Cecilio, but you know we've also seen Ibarguen play on the left side too as well. I think I think we're very being very very harsh on Ibarguen because he's only been here for six months. Kind of same for Jeremy Menez. Um, but I think because we've seen great things from Ibarguen, he is such a great dribbler. I mean, absolutely amazing what he can do on the ball with with the ball as he kind of like Diego Linus. So give him this kind of vacation and this kind of period to rest, do a preseason with the team, and adapt a little bit more. That wow, I think he can definitely be a really good player. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so too. I mean. But you know, we've seen his flashes. You've seen him, you know, game in, game out. You know, he's been doing his thing. You know, but there are those some games, you know, that he doesn't really have. But you know, Ibadi Win is going to be something really special for the time to come. Yeah, I see a lot of people are questioning this whole Cecilia thing too. They're saying that uh, we need to keep him as long as possible. He's only twenty three to twenty four years old. I, be- I I understand. He's very young. He still has a couple of years before he reaches his prime. Who, who knows? He could reach a next season with America. He'd be the best player in the world. And, you know, I will gladly eat my, uh, my, my words, but I mean, it's just, I feel like he's just taking up a spot where Diego Linus could definitely come in and just absolutely tear it apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, me. Yeah. No, no I, I, I get it too. You know, it's just, you know, we still see the inconsistency from him, you know, despite having, like I said, you know, despite him seeing what he can really do, you know, um, obviously too, you know, the Apentura, you know, he had his games, but then he got injured, you know, he would come back from injury, you know, he still didn't do what he, what he was good at doing. You know, it's just, it's just really hard to say sometimes too, you know, about these players too as well. All right. Well, Carlos has given us an update on Churpias. Uh, is that Corre Caminos in second division? Would you happen to know how many goals he scored this season? I don't know if that's a little bit of a hard question, but you know, maybe Carlos can get back to us on that one. I'd like to see how he's doing in the second division with Corre Caminos. But, um, yeah, I mean, interesting. Someone has just put on the group chat, Cuauhtémoc Gonzalez has said, Jerison Torres should come back. I don't know. I don't know about that. Because, one, he's young, and, yes, while he may have potential, I don't know. I, I, I just see him filling up another spot that maybe, you know, another player can use. Jason I don't know. Torres. I mean, okay, I'm I'm kind of blank. I, I might not know who that is. Costa Rican last season, he was uh, damn. He played he played with us for uh, in the Apertura. Jason Torres. I don't remember Torres playing with us. Yeah, young Costa Rican left mid, left back was kind of supposed to be like the next big player for Costa Rica. What? I don't remember this guy playing for us. I really don't like it very, very. I mean, very little. Maybe okay, a couple Copa Mekis matches. 
That's that's probably why I don't. I honestly don't remember him featuring at all in America last last season. Justin Torres, if you're listening to this, we apologize for Dylan's uh, mishaps of not remembering you. I remember you only because I remember you from FIFA. Um, but that's pretty much it. He, I don't think he should come back though. Middle drink. Should America buy new players like Nico Castillo or Dejani? Ah, uh, well, Nico Castillo is going to Europe. Yeah, he said know. it. He's like, he's yeah. not going anywhere except Europe. Yeah, and Janini. Janini, yeah. I don't know. To be honest, I I don't really like him. I don't know. I I, I feel like what he's doing with Santos right now, man. I don't feel like he's gonna want to leave. Not just that, but I don't. I I think he just works because he's playing at Santos. Imagine him trying to adapt to this game. I I don't think it works for him. Really, really, I think if. Janini leaves. I, I wouldn't really be surprised if he goes to, to Europe, but no, nah, I, I don't really, I don't really see him leaving Santos. Okay, so our reporter Carlos Serna, who is an absolute MVP here, has said that uh, he's Churpias has scored none. He has one goal since he scored the golazo on Tigres with that America jersey. So, well. Nice. Uh, see, perfect example as to why uh why some of these players maybe have overstayed their welcome with America. So thanks to shout out to Carlos for uh for being such a great sport and being able to report as much information as we can. He's like that. You ever play FIFA and then they go down to the to the guy in the sidelines on the pitch, and he's giving you updates about the about the injured player. Mm, that's yeah. That's Carlos right now. Carlos. Nice. Carlos giving us the, <laughs> the inside scoop on America's past players. Um, I mean, what more could we do? What more could we do? I know a lot of you guys are coming in and writing and writing in what you guys think. Um, but you know, alongside with everything that they're saying, alongside with everything we're saying, I think I think it's a, it's very important that we focus solely on bringing in a left back and a striker. That's minimal. And then those two purchases are very minimal. I, I, you know, I think maybe two more players after that would would actually round up the club very well. And also, depending on the departures, which could you know mean mean a whole bunch of different things. But um, really, I, at the end of the day, what uh, what more uh, what, what more would you like to see? Because I've seen some people say that they want a center mid, a center back, or you know maybe another striker. What 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 more do you want to see? What you know besides the typical left back and striker? Mm. Maybe another a right man like we t- like we talked about recently too to to um give you know somebody else for Renato Ibarra to back somebody to back up Renato Ibarra too you know obviously we've seen um Mateus Uribe play there too on the right ring but you know you you you're gonna want to see Guido and Mateus play next to each other and then um all you have really is just um, Renato Ibarra so we're gonna, I'm gonna want to see somebody else too at the right mid position at two as well. Which you know, no, no disrespect. You know, I know last episode we gave him a little bit of shout out, but no disrespect to Joe Corona because Joe Corona has had a very good, quiet season with America this season. You know, not, not a really a lot of people talked about him. No, not a lot of people talked about it, but um, I think it was well because he, he he's keeping himself under the radar, which I think is great because if not, then some people would actually eye him up because I think he's only here for a loan. So uh, potentially we might uh, we we might definitely be looking at getting him for a permanent deal. Yeah, yeah, I read somewhere too that he is only here for the loan. So you know, 
you know, that's something else we're going to have to probably address too. Probably a, a center mid uh, position too, as well. If he is to go back too. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, um, hopefully we can get him on a permanent deal. Cause he's such, he, like we said before, he had very much of a balanced bench versatile can play in that center defensive mid role. So, you know, it gives Guido a bit of an opportunity to rest whenever he is on the pitch. So I think he's a good he's a good buy. Carlos said Avea, a good possibility since we're likely be getting someone back for the Brian Lozano deal. Yeah, I think Avea would be a good a good deal. Um who's that who's that youngster, the nineteen year old or whatever that was playing against us? Uh he's like everyone's talking about him. Santos is I think he was he was a left back for that game. Oh shoot. Maybe somebody in the chat will beat me to uh, the first score right now. I completely blanked. I don't know who you're talking about, too. I, mean, I remember um, was he kept falling on the pitch. Angulo. Uh, there you Angulo, go. Angulo, yeah. So, yeah. Again, I, it's, uh, it's, it's Carlos. Wow. Look at Carlos with the facts on deck. Look at that. You have to mail him kind of like a goodie bag or something. Um, Angulo, I think he, I think he has a bright future. I think if uh, if we were to get him, I think he'd do well for us. Uh, because let's face it, now he has experience with a Ligia. He's gonna have experience now playing a final. You know, he's he's played in these kind of high pressure moments, and he's done well. Let's face it, he's done really well. Fuchs would be a good option too, I think. Actually, America wanted Fuchs, but they did not want to sell him to us. Well, I mean. That would, I mean, I that would have been a good option. I wouldn't really mind that, but I mean, obviously, like you said, you know, they don't want to give them give them to us. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Well, kind of wrap this up because we will have a lot of heavy transfer talk come the January transfer window. I mean, not just January, the summer <laughs> transfer window. Not until then. That that's a long time. Um, just give me just give me two names that you want coming into the club. Uh, let's see. Um, Luke De Jong, I like okay. to see that, and um, I wish it was on the radar, but it's really not. But I really love to see Mauro Diaz, uh, in the America jersey. Mauro Diaz, I've always I've always liked him. Absolutely, mm-hmm. always liked him. Whenever I've seen him play for FC Dallas, it was very unfortunate we got the when we we picked up that injury, and I think I think that was a downfall for FC Dallas when they came up against Seattle, in that. Yeah. Uh, in that sem- was it semifinal or final? I can't remember. No, it was a semifinal probably because we never get that far. <laughs> never get that far. Trust me, we can say the same thing about America this season. Yeah, but okay. So Mauro Diaz and Luke De Young. Um. Uh, wow. I guess I'm putting myself on the spot here. Two players that uh just any two players. Um. All right. Uh, Osmar Maris and uh, More Mosqueda. Boom. Make it happen, America. <laughs> I'm kidding. Right now. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, yeah, probably uh, Luke de Jong. Uh, I see Sebastian Jobinko maybe floating, floating in the orbit of America. If we can make that happen, I'm all for it. Bring the Italian. He will tear this league up apart, I promise you. So I guess those are my two names. Luke De Young and uh, Sebastian Jovinko. So, Santiago Baños, I know you listen to this. 
because we are we're your favorite English language podcast. You don't really understand most of what we talk about, but you, you still listen to us because you like the noise in the background. So make it happen. Little, little drink said Nino Torres. But uh, you know what? Maybe two years ago. Yeah. Maybe two years ago, I would I would have gone for Nino Torres, but now he's like I don't know. I I mean he he looks like he still has potential, but I you just never really know, you know. Yeah. yeah. I, I think two years before, definitely. Right now, I think there's better options out there. You know, someone said Benzema. Benzema, I I take Benzema in a heartbeat, but <laughs> there's no way the 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 Frenchman's gonna be coming down to Mexico anytime soon. Well, no, who knows? Who... Maybe uh, maybe Menace can coerce him. Menace and Niñac too, maybe. Yeah. Iniesta, Carlos said Iniesta. That's true. He said he's not gonna play in Europe. So he's going to Japan, I thought. Nah, we 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 can hijack that too. Hijack it, though. Yeah, we can definitely hijack it. Yeah, Iniesta, come on down. Come to Mexico. You're gonna love it. We got uh tortas de huevo, uh, you know, tortas cubanas, we got bombazos, you know, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. Just come down here. Iniesta's not as old as I thought he was. No, he's not, he just looks old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always oh. thought he was like like for some reason I thought he was like pushing like forty, oh, but like 40, he's like right? yeah. like barely over thirty. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, bring him, come on, bring him. I would I would take uh Iniesta in a, in in a heartbeat. Oof, can you imagine that? Can you imagine how easy it would be for Guido Rodriguez to just kind of just sit back, not even have to worry about orchestrating the midfield and just letting Iniesta do all the passing. Well, there you go. Then you know we don't really have to worry about addressing the the right uh, the right mid position. You just move out there, there. Yeah. 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 Whenever Natibato can't play. Boom. Yeah. Easy piece. That's that simple. It's that simple. And then I know someone said maybe put Menace up at striker, and if we have Natibato on the right, we can always put Mateo Soriba on on in the camp position because he does like to be in that position as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad either. Piojo, we just did your job for you in like five minutes. You know. <laughs> All you need to do is come consult us and our and our listeners, and we will have your season in glory. A lot of people coming out here saying, uh, let's see, Carlos Baca. That rumor was flying around pretty heavily. I don't know if that will definitely come to avail. I think he's – well, his loan at Villarreal is going to be coming up to, to an end soon. He'll, he'll be going back to AC Milan. Um, I don't really think he has a spot there, so maybe. Maybe Carlos Baca. I wouldn't mind Carlos Baca. He's a very good. He's a very good striker, and I think he would do great. I, all, the only problem is again, he's pushing that kind of. I think he's almost the same age as Nino Torres, so um, I think we want to stay away from anyone on the wrong side of thirty at this point. Right. Um, right. Someone said, "Should Rifle come back?" Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. I think Rifle doesn't even fit. Um, I think Ooh. he's he's one of those players that you just like. I don't really see where he starts, you know. I don't really see, so maybe not. Rifle come back. I think he's doing his thing in Leon, and you know that's fine. Let him do what he has to do. And uh, someone said Davis would be a good option in America. Yes, he would. I, I think El Apache would definitely be a wonderful striker. Um, but I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's he loves Boca and he's gonna stay at Boca. You know, is he um, huh? Is that Boca? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's at Boca. He, he went back to Boca, and I think he's just loving his time in Argentina. Josie Altador okay. would have been a great option for America. Some uh, little drink is, is is pointing out. 
would he have been? Yeah, I think maybe he he has great build up uh, hold up play. Excuse me. Um, I mean, if we can get that partnership, Josie Altador and Jovinko. I mean, works so well world. for it works so well for Toronto. I mean, you know, just add those two players in an America jersey with everything else. I mean, I could easily see the, them tearing things apart. So, um, let's kind of wrap it up here. I. Let's see. Have you guys talked about uh, seeing Pablo Aguilar in a Cruz Azul jersey? We haven't. So let's 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 touch the let's touch that real quickly before we kind of uh, wrap things up. Uh, so what do you think about that? Uh, Pablo Aguilar will be coming back to the Salisteca to play in the Salisteca, but it looks like he'll be playing with uh, with Cruz Azul. Oh, That's gonna be tough to see, man. That really is gonna be tough to see. Oh man, have. I'm be honest. I kind of have mixed feelings about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I really too. do. I mean, uh, you're gonna be the enemy, but like you did so much for the for the team too at times. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's just mixed feelings, you know. It's, it kind of sucks to see that. I wish we would get him back, but I know I really wish too. I mean, but uh, he's one of those players too that he's kind of reaching up there. I mean, I'm not gonna. No one's gonna question his his ability, but he's kind of up there too. So. Maybe we can get someone a little bit better, but it will be a little bit heartbreaking to see him in a Cruz Azul jersey playing at the Estadio Azteca week in and week out because, I mean, you know, he's done he's done things for us that, uh, that not a lot of people have been able to do. Yeah, I mean, this makes feelings all around, really. Yep. All righty. Well, that's kind of wrap up our transfer talk. We're going to do so much of this come next season, so much. We're going to be diving in every rumor we're going to be doing our best to kind of give you guys the best information the best news we're going to bring in a couple of guests that maybe we'll talk about uh some of the transfers and stuff like that too so it's you know we'll we'll, we'll definitely have you guys covered in that sense as well and that's always a fun topic whenever that uh whenever that does always come around so again uh make sure you guys stay tuned for that but we're wrapping it up we're coming up to an end uh we do have a bit of news to share with you guys. So one is that giveaway, that pesky giveaway that we have still yet to not do. We will be announcing a winner on Twitter tonight. Okay, tonight one of you lucky listeners will be coming away with a... Uh, remind them again, what are we giving away? Phone case that has our logo on it. Phone case with our logo on it, so I hope you guys are ready and excited for that. For those of you listening to us, uh, maybe it was one of you. So now, now you're listening to this and you're like, "Oh, it was me." So you know, that was that. Um, but uh, but yeah, make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Uh, make sure you guys do follow us on Twitter. That's actually the only requisite uh, requisite that you need in order to win this. Uh, if you haven't done so, maybe you can still kind of put your name in the pool. It is at Eagle iPod. Again, that is at Eagle iPod, so make sure you guys go do take care of that. Um, like I said, this is our last episode, episode 20. We made it 20 episodes in through the whole clausura. Um, I think just from the bottom of our hearts, from both Dylan and me, uh, we just want to say thank you to all of you guys. We've made it to, what, over 200, 200 followers on Twitter um, to, you know, 
having more than a thousand something listens on SoundCloud. I wish I had the numbers for iTunes, but I don't. Um, but really, you guys are the MVPs of this of this podcast. Really, this this is not our podcast. This podcast is for you guys. It's it's for you know the likes of you guys to come out on the show, on the live show, on Twitter, and just kind of interact with us. You know, kind of get your voice heard and, and give your opinions. Uh, and really that was our goal and, and I think we're reaching it and, and it's all really thanks to you guys. So thank you again for all your support within the six month time frame that we've been doing this as the Eagle Eye podcast. Um, we've, we've come a long way and I think that we, we owe all that, you know, success that we've had up to this point to you guys. So thank you guys for supporting us, for helping grow the channel, for helping grow, uh, you know, the, the podcast, uh, you know, the Twitter page, you know, there's, there's so much that we have to do in order to kind of keep growing. But I know, you know, with your guys' support, with your guys' help, it really, really is going to be the best roller coaster ride that we've ever gone on. Um, and really just thank you guys, because I don't I don't think me and Dylan ever thought that we'd be here six months from now talking about having 200 followers on Twitter, which I know does not sound like a lot. And granted, there's still so much more that we can accomplish. But I think within such a small time frame, and, and you know, being two people that not a lot of people knew about, to be able to come on here and, and talk nonsense and to be able to have so much kind of support in such a small little bit of time. I think, um, I think it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. So it, it's, it's very bitter, very, you know, saddening to, to be the end of the Eagle Eye podcast for this season. But I think at the end of the day, we kind of just owe a big thank you to all of you who are listening. Yes, most definitely a big thank you to everybody who's listening, you know, whether it be on the live stream or whether, you, like I said, on iTunes or SoundCloud, wherever you're listening, a big shout out to y'all. You know, I'm growing up, I never thought I'd have fans. And so, you know, <laughs> me and I can both say that we have fans of the, of the of the podcast now, too. And, you know, um, you know, 200 followers, like you said, and I've been such a small amount of time, you know, this thing really blew up. You know, it, it grew faster than what I expected it to to grow but you know it's it's happening it's here you know always trying to bring the best content to you guys you know um i don't mean you know i had trouble juggling this school you know something i was telling ivan you know before we started and so you know it's 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 good you know it's good you know it's just it's just sometimes a not necessarily a struggle but you know some things that you know i gotta get through whenever it comes to school and dealing with this too but no i mean um me and Ivan always work things out. You know, we've always rescheduled if we needed to. Um, you know, we never missed a show. You know, we even have the half shows. You know, we we could say twenty full full episodes, but really, if you count those halves, you know, it's way more than twenty. Yeah. And so you know, yeah. You know, so it's just just thanks for everything, everything, guys. So, you know, thank you guys. Uh, you call them fans. I don't. I don't. I don't think we have fans. I think they just kind of like to listen to two random people talk about nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I think so too, man. <laughs> you guys are the best listeners. Whether you're listening to this right now or whether you're listening to this on the road via iTunes or SoundCloud, thank you again because you guys we've we've broken that kind of thousand listener threshold on SoundCloud in, in such a very fast pace. I think it was like a month ago, maybe, that we broke that. Um, and, and and two, the people that that listen to us from Reddit as well. I mean, it's it's phenomenal that you know the support that we're getting from every single one of you guys. Um, and I think we can just, all we can really ask is, is that you help us keep growing. Um, not just, not, not for us really. It, I, I think really the, the reason why we should grow this is, is, is not because of me and Dylan, because we want this to be kind of this big, huge thing. I think it's, it's the fact that we've built this community that we kind of want to keep this community growing and be the community that we've, you know, we, we know it can be, 
You know, we're we're the biggest club in Mexico, and we're one of the most biggest clubs in the United States, fan base wise. So I think with a little bit more support from from all of you and and from people down in Mexico who I know, you know, there's there's people down there that know about us and listen to us and and have our backs and support us. Um, I think we'll definitely keep growing and and keep keep amounting to great things. And at the end of the day, you know, me and Dylan, we we force ourselves for you guys because we want to keep giving you guys, uh, you know, good content, good things to listen to. And you know, at the end of the day, it's uh, it's it's you guys who who are the most important part of 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 this podcast. Yes, most definitely. And you know, guys, I mean, it's the summer. You know, you know that the podcast been over too. We and I have been we're going to talk about some things. We're going to plan out more things. We're going to get a little more creative, and you know, just bring the best co- content that we possibly can and work on some things. You know, um, actually, our first full season. You know, going back, you know, we can actually say that we started back in November at the end of Aventura too, and now yeah. we've been through a full season. So, like, we know we know what to expect. We see some things that we can improve, and you know, um, any feedback, Oculus too. You know, we're, we're open to that. You know, what y'all want to see, what y- what y'all uh think works what you don't think works you know we're open to listen to that too so you know just some things we're gonna make better for y'all guys too yeah we're always open to that so let us know let us know on twitter what you guys like what you guys don't like if you guys think we suck how we can we improve uh at the end of the day it's for you guys and, and we just kind of want to you know if, if you guys can help guide us then you know i, I think we have we would we, be going in the perfect direction so if you guys have any sort of critique that you guys want to see changed just let us know so I think with that said, we're not going to see each other for a long time. We're going to be MIA for a little bit. So with that said, no, nah, I'm just kidding. We're not going to be taking that long. We're going to be back for the World Cup, ladies and gentlemen. We're not going to be MIA for like six months or four months. We'll be back. We're, we're just going to take a little bit of a vacation. It's a little saddening, yes, because the apertura of the clausura is done, um, and we're not going to be talking America, but we'll be talking Mexican national team. We'll talk about the World Cup. We'll talk about the preliminary uh, roster, uh, the friendlies, all that stuff. Uh, but I think me and Dylan have talked about it. We're going to give ourselves a little bit of a vacation. We're going to maybe, you know, take two to three weeks. We're going to come back stronger, better than ever. And we're going to give you guys a whole special edition of the Eagle Eye podcast and uh, L3 edition. So I hope you guys are ready for that. I know there were some of you asking whether or not we were going to stop doing this, or if we were going to do the L3 version for the World Cup and all that stuff. But we will. We'll be here. We'll be your... Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll try to be your number one source for audio audio listen throughout the whole World Cup. And uh, it should be a fun one because, uh, who knows, maybe we can get a couple people from the different countries to come on. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool, too. Something to look out for, too, as well. And, um, you know, obviously you got some American players to watch out for, too, that are on the preliminary rosters right now, too, looking to make the final 23-man roster, too, going into the World Cup. Correct. So we will be back. Don't worry about us. We'll, we'll be enjoying our uh, our vacation dylan's gonna be walking around the las vegas strips handing out eagle eye podcast flyers to everyone trying to help grow the community like that um make sure you're back after a certain hour i don't i don't really know what the curfew is over there um but there uh, no <laughs> city of lights right there's no curfew um yeah that's pretty much it again thank you guys for everything 20 episodes in to jeremy menace episode maybe Nah, not Jeremy. He doesn't deserve it. We'll uh we'll give it to someone else. Alejandro Arguello. For those of you who who maybe like a little bit of a throwback. So Dylan, for the last time, this Klausura 
uh, season and maybe for a little longer. Uh, thank you again for coming on. Thank you for being the best co-host and thank you for, uh, you know, these, these past six months that we've, uh, that we've been able to give these people a little something. I feel honored to be your co-host, man. From, from some, from somebody who's been an America fan their whole life. And, you know, people don't know, you know, I've only been a America fan since like 2012. And so, you know, it's, it's really good to have, have this, you know, somebody who's been with the club um, as long as, as they could say, like, you know, their whole life growing up with the club and everything like that. And that's something I can't say, but, you know, I'll really, I really hope to, like, learn, too, a lot, too, as well for, about the club's history. Yeah, definitely. So we have a lot of things cooking up in the oven for you guys. A lot of th- kind of things we have to keep a little close to the chest just because we don't want to spoil it or, or give anything away. Uh, but I, I, I'm pretty sure you guys will be excited for when we release these kind of updates on what the show is going to consist of and, you know, maybe a couple things on the side as well. So, uh, again, thank you guys so much. Huge shout out to everyone on the live chat who came in and gave their, you know, their thoughts and opinions. We encourage you guys to do so every single time. Shout out to every single one of you guys who listened and came today to the live stream. Shout out to you who is listening to iTunes or SoundCloud right now on the go. Thank you again. If you guys ever miss a show, you guys know that we're on those two platforms. And uh, we're going to be gone for a little bit. So, you know, you guys can always go back and listen to our shenanigans again and again and again. Shout out to, uh, you know, everyone, all those special people out there. Thank you for the support that you guys have given us. Um, you know, to our friends and family who really helped and support us and, and you know, understood this and to the community, really, to everyone out there, to Cesar, to uh, Tom, to, you know, John, to, to everyone, everyone really that, that uh, you know, has a pretty big name in this Liga Amekis community. Thank you to you guys for helping such a, uh, you know, such a potential growth that we have. And, and you guys have been such a huge part of it as well so thank you and of course as always thank you to the best listeners out there to all our all our americanistas out there repping it in english and in spanish thank you guys shout out to again to la resaca americanista from down in mexico who's given us so much love and support thanks to everyone all of you guys i would be here for another hour and a half if i named every single one of you guys but you guys know who you are especially the listeners we like i said this nothing nothing could have come available without you guys so as always, thank you, Dylan. Thank you to every single one of you guys. We'll be talking very, very soon. Make sure you guys stay keep a close eye on that Twitter page because we'll let you guys know when we'll be back for that World Cup edition. And until next time, guys, take care. And as always, Arriba la America. Let's go, boys. See you guys very, very soon. Thank you. It's been episode 20, last day of the season. Kiss the badge for good luck. And we'll be back in a Mexico jersey very, very soon. Arriba la America. Thank you guys for all the support. It's been a wonderful 2017-2018 season. And we'll be seeing each other very soon for what's come next in our chapter as Aguila English family. Alrighty then. Hasta la próxima, guys. We'll be seeing each other very soon.